Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. It's not for any other reason other than my chest is still really tight because Dr. Hochstein will be joining us on this podcast in a little bit. Had to do a lot of work on me. Um, so anyhow, I have to take a big breath right now. That's you f- an overstatement. I feel like it wasn't a lot of work. Well, like he didn't just take my implants out and replace them with right. smaller ones. He had to no. do like an internal structure yeah. and like, yeah. oh hell. Anyways. We'll, we'll let him. It's not really painful. I've been dive. off pain meds for, I was only on the meds for three days. That's good. I know. And I was on Advil for two days and I haven't taken anything for, for a day and a half. So right. anyways, yeah. I'm good. And they are so cute girls and so perky. I'm so excited to see the finished product. You know, it takes like six to eight weeks for them to like settle down and drop and do all that. I'm out of, I'm out of breath, y'all. <laughs> So we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to have Dr. Hochstein joining us so on, exciting. on the podcast. He did my um, mommy makeover four and a half years ago. Um, I had a huge hernia from the twins, like massive. You could stick your whole fist through like my abdominal wall. Mm-hmm. It was major. Yep. I also breastfed all six of my babies, which I had implants prior, mm-hmm. um, but I breastfed all of them. I got my first set of implants after I had Brielle because she just deflated my cute little double d's to Mm -hmm. like floppy b's (laughs) so i breastfed all the kids with those but anyhow um so he did my surgery then and of course i mean i was obsessed i just went for like really big boobs that was a look i wanted Mm -hmm. and now it's like you know what i'm 40 i'm tired my back is a little sore you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like no i know croy the whole time (laughs) has not been that happy about it that's not true I've just not been. I'm not against it uh, by any means. I'm not negative about it. So you like the big floppy titties? Yeah, I thought they were fabulous. I loved them. Absolutely loved them. But I'm sure I'm gonna love these too. Oh God, girls. Okay. Well, I just feel like I wasn't. It wasn't. Again, it's not my body. I don't. I don't have to walk in it every day. But you do play with it, of course. But but obviously, the majority rule is you you have to live right my back was hurting me and then it just didn't it wasn't like proportionate and i almost felt like i was hunching my back a lot like especially at the kids baseball games or like the school or whatever to not really show them off the only time i would ever like stick them out is when it's like kim and croy time which is every day but for 40 minutes or an hour 20 minutes whatever but the majority of my life is not in the bedroom with you so anyways they are gonna. They are D's, you guys. I went with D's. To, well, that's still to be determined. No, well, he said basically. We'll I see. mean, they don't call him the boob god for no reason. I feel like I could right. go in there and say I want a B plus, and he'd say you got it. You know, I just feel like he's like that good. Right. Yeah. 
He's yeah. that good, you guys. Per, per the the you know logistical numbers, you should be a D, right? They're so cute in theory. Yeah, but to be but still to be determined. I mean. I felt like as I obviously got older, my boobs like went from like being kind of in my throat to down by my belly button. Not true. And so now they're back up in my throat. You know, they're going to definitely settle and like lower. But anyways, I'm really excited. I can't wait to show you guys the finished product. Um, they do call Dr. Hockstein the boob god for a reason. The thing that I realized during this whole process of me wanting to redo my boobs and looking at a gazillion boobs online and a gazillion different boob jobs and boob doctors and whatever is that the thing about Dr. Hockstein is he can take anybody's frame, right? We all like my boobs were farther apart than I wanted when I was younger. Some people's boobs are really close together. Some are far apart. Some are more narrow. So he takes whatever he's working with and gives you that kind of like gorgeous dream breasts like that you could ever dream of. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he does do internal work on people that need it. He sees, he looks at everybody and we all end up tend, we all tend to turn out similar with that like perky little, mm -hmm. you know, you may not want the teardrop, you guys. I like that. Or you might want the round, whatever you talk to him about that. That's not my deal. And I think that's an implant situation, not so much a surgeon, but he will give you that like cleavage, perky, natural, soft. Give you those Facetune titties without Facetune. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Hockstein. <laughs> and you guys, he has his own hospital. We're going to get into all this. I'm so excited. He'll be joining us here soon. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you guys about my trip before he hops on the phone. And I'm also going to tell you about a really quick, funny story that happened after school today. Okay. KJ, well, you know all about it. Yeah. So KJ is really different with me sometimes than he so is with Croy. Yeah, I have to tell you guys okay. this story because it's so <laughs> funny to me. So it's been a week, I guess, since my surgery. I'm just yeah. trying not to be in the car. Right. Croy picks him up from school like he normally does. And we were talking to attorneys. We had all this stuff going on. And so we were on the phone. And then KJ came in the bathroom. And he's like kind of teary-eyed. And Croy was like, man, like, so you can't juggle? Or, or, and I'm like, well, what's going on? So KJ proceeds to tell Croy and me that he has to juggle scarves mm -hmm. because... There's a progression, I guess, in P.E., their their uh, curriculum at this point is to learn how to juggle, right? So there's organized activities that they do, soccer and tag and all these things and dodgeball. And so they're currently on juggling and there's a progression that you have to follow to be able to go on to the higher levels, right? So you start with scarves or you start with, you know, plastic bags and then you go on to balls and then lemons and then I mean, whatever. I couldn't juggle five scarves for nothing. Right. So KJ's friends, three of them in particular, are supposedly. juggling. Well, yeah, supposedly are juggling the balls, and yeah. and his coach, PE instructor, way. is still has him on the scarves, and yeah. he has to juggle these five scarves before he can juggle the balls, and he's pissed off because his three friends are juggling the balls, and he's teary eyed and he's crying, which just makes me just melt, and so. Corey's like, you know, KJ, you have to learn. It's just, it's progression. You, you know, you basically have to learn how to juggle the five scarves before you can move on to juggling the balls, the harder version per se. So then Ariana walks in and she's talking to Corey about her parking space at school, which is so weird that nobody can have a parking space at her school unless Bizarre you're a senior and you still have to pay for a parking space for the whole year, even Bizarre if you are a senior. So she has to park her car like 25 miles away from yeah. school and walk. Yeah. Bizarre. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So... He's talking to Ariana, and KJ looks at me, you guys, and says, Coach knows I'm an athlete. Have me do baseball, football, basketball. I'm the best. Juggling? I can't make a living off of juggling. 
I had to take my sweatshirt and put it over my face because I literally was about to just die laughing. And I said, I don't know, baby. I said, you know, I totally understand. I said, but it's just the task at hand. Yeah. And Croy says, I mean, you never know. You might be in the circus. I said, said, what about the circus? And then I said, well, these performers in Vegas, those dudes are loaded. I said, you want to be a a, a sideshow or a main show performer in Vegas? You're going to be loaded, buddy. I said, you might want to actually take up some juggling. And then he kind of he kind of kind of laughed, like, but oh, it was just funny. Like yeah. I can't make a f-ing living with juggling, yeah. but he would never say that in front of Croy. You guys, yeah. just me. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely said said it under his breath a little bit. But yeah. The funny thing about KJ, and I think we've spoken about this prior to this, and and we'll touch on it more as as we go through life. But KJ has to, if he can't master it within the first try, he gets so frustrated with yeah. himself, and he's yeah. like. I'm done. I don't want to do it. Yep. Can't, just like his can't mom. Can't stand it. Just and, like his mom. And I said. Hates I said, it if I can't do it. Right. And the so, first try. So I said, you know, there are some things in life that you're going to encounter that you have to work at. It's that it's just. Let's it, be juggling five scarves. Let me see you juggle I, five I don't scarves. Do, I, said, I said, dude, we don't quit at nothing. I said, you I know. Have, what was the word you used? You have to have grit. Grit. And. For God's sake. And it's been proven that more whether it's your talent, you have a ton of talent, born with talent, not born with smarts, not born with smarts. They have proven that in, in, in industries across the board, whether you're a, a, in a Marine or a, a serviceman or a doctor or a professional athlete or a CEO or whatever. We get it. Across the board, grit makes you more successful. If you have grit and they're saying, well, how do you teach your child grit? And there still has yet to be any real evidence on how to do that or, or, you know, real quantified, you know, suggestions, but what they did. Okay. Say, you guys. So the definition, I just looked it up yeah. since Corey's so fancy, right. Is obviously small, loose particles of stone or oh, sand. Christ. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> what the hell. number two. Oh, I can't laugh. Y'all my boobs, courage and resolve strength of character. Yes. He displayed the true grit of the Navy pilot symptoms are courage, bravery, etc. So you catch my drift. Right. Well, so grit is the ability to see the long-term goal and go for it. It's not the, it's not the quick, you know, set the goal and, and you achieve it in one day. It's the, it's the year-long goals. It's the five-year-long goals. It's the 10-year-long goals. It's the person's ability to see that goal, put it in front of them, and do what's necessary over a long period of time. It's, it's life as a marathon versus life as a sprint. And to try to teach your child that, what they have found, though, is that, that if your child can understand that mistakes aren't permanent, right? Like mistakes are the ability to learn for everybody, right? If you make a mistake, it's not permanent. There's a solution to that problem or there's a solution to that mistake. I mean, all of this is true and sounds great. Yeah. But trying to explain this to a seven-year-old. I mean, KJ is very smart, actually. KJ totally does get it. Yeah. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to tell you guys a story about what else happened today with Kane and Kaya. I wasn't going to tell you guys a story right now because I definitely want to talk about my tits and I know you do too. I know you want to hear all about it, ladies. It's the best thing ever with the best doctor ever. But anyway, and you guys know that I do my research before I do anything like this. But anyway, let's talk about Kane and Kaya. Okay. Yeah. And the tea. (laughs) <laughs> so the T literally is the letter of the day for today at school. So on Friday, it's Kane, the week letter of the week, the sorry. letter of the week. I'm yep. sorry. So Kane brought home the bag and it's he, called a, it's called the letter bag, the letter and, bag. And the whole concept is you fill the bag with items that start with the letter of the week. So his letter was T 
So he, uh, last night, went around the house and he grabbed a train. Him and Brielle, like yeah. they grabbed a train, a tomato, a, a tool, and he puts all these things yeah. in the bag. And then he goes to school today to show and them. he gets to show them. So mm-hmm. it's like show and tell. So it's really cool. He was really, really excited. Yeah. But I, last night, grabbed a brand new box of Tic Tacs and yep. put them inside the bag so that when he opened it today, he'd be so surprised. And then he could share a Tic Tac with each one of his friends at school. So I was really excited for it, and I said, "Hey, I got a surprise in there, and you know, in your in your bag today. When you uh, go to school, you'll be able to see it." So he was really excited. I wouldn't show it to him. When he got out of the car, I reminded him again that he had a surprise in his bag. Let me tell you about the little shit, Kaya. That they go. We pick him up. We pick him up. We're in the car. The car. The teachers. You know, they. um, His teacher opens the car door. They hop in. I'm like, Kane, did you get your tic tac? Tic tacs? Did you share with everybody in the class? He's like, No. And his teacher says. Um, well, Kaya has a Tic Tacs. Kane didn't have any Tic Tacs. And I was like, oh my God. So she took the Tic Tacs out of the bag. So we close the door, they buckle up and we're on the road. And KJ's, or Croy's like, let me ask you, Kaya, like, how did you get the Tic Tacs? Right. And, and she says, well, you can see her start to play with like her skirt she's and upset. she gets, yeah, she gets kind of nervous, clearly upset. She clearly knows that she, what she has done is, is bad behavior and, and something she shouldn't have done. She, she. She knew what she had done was was not good. And so she proceeds to tell me that she took them. I said, well, you took them out of Kane's bag? And she said, yes. And I said, well, when did you take them out? I said, when we were at the house before we went to school? Did you take them out in the car on the way to school when we got to school? And she's like, um, um, when we were at school. And I said, so you, you took them out at school? And she said, yep. And I said, well, why? And she said, well, so I could have them. So then I had to proceed mm-hmm. to tell her that, you know, Kaya, you, that's, that's wrong. You know, you basically, those didn't belong to you. And when you take something that doesn't belong to you, it's stealing. I said, when we steal, we impact people around us. You're affecting everybody around you and you're, you're diminishing the people's experiences that belong to them. That was supposed to be Kane's experience. I said, your mom's very frustrated with you because you, I couldn't even talk to her cause I was so upset cause I was so excited about the Tic Tac. So <laughs> I just was looking straight ahead at the road. Right. And so as I said to her, I said, your mom is very upset because she had planned this experience for your brother to experience and you, your actions completely took that experience away from Cain. I said, it, it was what we call selfish. I said, and when we go through life, we have to understand that what, whatever we're doing, whatever, however we're acting, it has an effect on the people around us and the people in contact with us. I said, so you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you. And she, obviously she said no. And but I'm trying to get Kaya to understand that like, it's not just about being good or bad or making, you know, like you shouldn't do that. And then listen to dad say, I shouldn't do that. And then go do it again. I said, Kaya, you have to be nice to people. I said, you have to understand that, that Cain didn't get to feel something because you made a bad choice. So we left it at that. Okay. So that was it. Right. right. So then I text the teacher and I say, Oh my goodness. I put the Tic Tacs as a surprise in Cain's tea bag to share with the class. And Kaya went and stole them out of the bag. She responds, oh my goodness, this is all my fault. I feel so bad. Kaya shared the letter bag with the class, not Kane. It was in her cubby, so I didn't check my list to see basically who had the tea bag. Kane never said a word. Bless his little heart. He is so sweet, and he would never rock the boat. Please send the Tic Tacs tomorrow, and I'll have Kane pass them out. Oh my God, Kane, please tell him I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's not your fault. It's Kaya's fault. She purposely took the items and put them in her cubby, and she knew it was not her bag. Kane went all over the house last night getting all the items with Brielle. Kane just said the teacher's name, called Kaya, not me. It's okay, Dad. Next time, next time, Dad, it's okay. I said, I could beat her and eat him, LOL. She said, Kim, he is literally the sweetest. Give him an extra hug for me. 
I'm going to give him an extra turn tomorrow. He can also eat at my desk, um, blah, blah, blah. So what happened is they get off, they get out of the car this morning. They go into their class. They all have cubbies. Kaya takes the show and tell bag out of Kane's bag, puts it in her cubby. Kane just puts his bag. I mean, he, Kaya mm-hmm. pretty much controls Kane. And so instead of the teacher looking at her list, which who would do that anyway, you would right. just look to see where the bag was right. and what cubby it was in. So right. she said, Kaya, come on up and show everybody the letter bag and what you brought from home. Yes. And this bitch gets up and does it. Yeah. And her poor no. brother is sitting there. No regard for Kane. He's sitting there, <laughs> never says a word. And I asked him why. And he said, well, the teacher just called Kaya and not me. Right. So Kaya stands up there and she's showing the train and the tomato. What I am in taking the- credit for all, all of Kane's, Kane's work. work. No regard for anything. Like she did it, standing there so proud. But then put the Tic Tacs, took them out and put them in her book bag yeah. so that she could eat them when she yeah. got home. So it de- the instead story, of sharing them with the class. Yes. So so the the situation definitely escalated to a whole nother level. I had to then bring her back into my office, <laughs> and I'm like, Kaya, you not only took somebody's Tic Tacs just to take his Tic Tacs to have them and be selfish, you took the whole bag and you like <laughs> you you stole his ideas and and I'm like and she's like she you know but but like. How could you do that, Kaya? How could know. you just let Bizarre. Kane sit there on the carpet and you're showing his yeah. train, yeah. his tools, Insane. his to Yeah. So then Insane. I had to say to Kane, I said, Kane, buddy, you got to stand up for yourself too. I said, don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, hey, that's my bag. Those are my things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so what are you sweet. doing? You sit down, Kaya. And he's it's, like, it's so, you know, it's, it's okay. okay. Next time, dad. Yeah. Next time. And I'm like, no, he's Kane, you, so you we want you to, you know. And then Stand Tracy up. told me that, like, she thinks every, she prays every night that all the kids in the world turn out like King because he's just the sweetest little boy in the whole wide world. So I had to tell you guys that story. Okay, we're totally off subject. Yeah. Let's talk about the tits. Yes. So titty talk. Ding, yes. ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> okay, you guys, we fly to Miami last week, Monday. We land. I go to Dr. Hockstein's office so that he can get a good look. I talked mm. to him on the phone the week before, and he said, you know, I just – I've seen your pictures or whatever, but I really want to see you in person. I'm not sure what I'm going to need to do. So I immediately went to his office. I got IV vitamins, which is really cool, you guys, because it helps you heal much, much faster than normal. And then um, I met with Dr. Hochstein. He took a look. He basically, I mean, he's an artist, you know, so he knew exactly what he needed to do and had the IV vitamins. I went back to my room. I think I had a little bit of a headache and I was really, really tired. We had gotten up at like 430 in the morning. I don't know why I book flights like that, you guys, but I did. (laughs) <laughs> stupid the next morning i go in for my surgery um i was more nervous this time than i was with the tummy tuck and the boobs like definitely more nervous i was like a little bit anxious a little bit nervous and uneasy i don't know why i don't know if it's because i've had a stroke since then or if it's because i'm getting older and like i don't know i just start thinking all this crazy shit anyways it was real quick he came in he drew on my boobs all's good i go anesthesia out cold wake up all is good um, Corey takes me back to the hotel room. Um, the nurse, when I was waking up from like anesthesia, she, she changed my bra cause there was a little bit of blood on it or whatever. And I remember feeling like, Oh my God, slow down, slow down. Like, don't take it off so quick. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm sore, you know, but nothing crazy. Like just sore. Go back to the room. We had rented a recliner. So we had it delivered to the hotel room. I stayed at the one, which is like the best hotel ever. Um, they knew when I arrived, I mean, I didn't go and announce like, Hey, I'm getting my boobs done tomorrow. But when I showed up, I was walking really slow and they're like, okay. And they, you guys, I did walk four flights of stairs right after surgery to my hotel room. Cause I refused to get in the elevator. Yep. Let's talk about my blood thinner real quick. Cause I know this is going to be a big question. I'm on Plavix, which is not heparin or Coumadin, but it's definitely a blood thinner. So I spoke with my cardiologist. I spoke with Dr. Hochstein. 
and I had to kind of wean off my blood thinner for a period of time um, and then immediately went back on it. It was very cool to see those two work together, discuss things via email and, and really come up with a great plan that was going to keep you safe, also allow you to do the surgery and uh, keep everybody happy, you know, and, and I was really pleased with, with what... I have the best, like, cardiologist. Yeah. You know, Dr. Hoxheim mandates... I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I had to get an EKG last time too. So like an EKG, yeah. a urinalysis, yeah. a CBC, yeah. which is a complete blood count, but complete blood count. Yeah. Anyway, so we, a mammogram. So he requires all these things before he even performs a very, surgery. Very comprehensive. Very like thorough. Pre, yeah. Uh, pre-surgery. Yeah. He doesn't play around, which is good. Work, That's checklist. why I knew I was in good hands. So yeah. I did wean off the Plavix for a period of time for just a few days. Yep. Um, and then I immediately went back on it and have yep. had no issues, obviously. So... Back in the hotel room, in the recliner, all is good. I slept really, really great. I had really good food. Like this restaurant, you guys, in Miami at Ball Harbor is so good. This Italian restaurant, Capaccio. Yeah, I, I don't it, even but... care how I pronounce it. It was like <laughs> the best cheesecake ever. Brielle came with us so that she could run errands and pick homemade up food. Homemade mozzarella, homemade oh, pasta. Oh, my God, you guys, sauces. it's so good. Very, very affordable. It's like not too Oh, much. my God, it's so good. Oh, it's Yeah, so, it's great. Yeah. So the next day I have to go and obviously see Dr. Hoxstein. I'm scheduled to fly out that afternoon at like 4.45. So I go there. I go to their med spa, which is amazing. And I did Halo Laser, which I talked about you guys on my Instagram and on my Snapchat the other day. Um, I've done other lasers in the past. I've done Fraxel once. It was really aggressive and I didn't feel like it was like amazing. Um, so this laser was a lot less painful than, than Fraxel, right. a lot less painful and my skin looks like a baby's ass. It's still a little rough. You know, it's still like a little rough like sandpaper. But my face was as red as a tomato when it was yeah. over. Yeah. Mine and Brielle's. And I think it's because she went like more aggressive, which you guys, if I'm paying for something and you're not aggressive, I I'd rather you be aggressive. Like I'm right. not here to dick around. Get, like I want to get. Yeah. yeah. So she was really aggressive. She did the halo. So you can do it like three or four times a year. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going back. I did it on my chest, what I could do on my chest because I have bandages or whatever. But my chest and my face and my neck, I am so happy. I feel like my skin is glowing and it's not even like I'm not even really seeing the real effect. But Dr. Hoxine's wife, I don't know if you guys know her name is Lisa. She's super gorgeous. She was on um, Real Housewives of Miami. She's done it. So her skin's beautiful. Right. Um, I saw her also right. at the spa. It corrects skin texture, right? So skin texture wrinkles, and discoloration, a little and, bit of discoloration, not 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 necessarily redness if you have that, but more like sunspots yeah. and and skin. They have texture. IPL for redness yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. but which I suffer from redness, so I do a laser, then I do IPL. Right. <laughs> Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full size. Yes, you guys, full size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their fall box is epic. It has products like a vegan leather Vince Camuto toe, a teapot or a coffee press, glam glow, bubble masks, a beauty blender, and that is just the beginning of it. You guys, they sell out super duper fast. This is a really awesome gift to give for the year. It comes four times a year, every three months, which is amazing. Again, they're full-size products. Like who wouldn't want that? And it's different. So you get to try all these different products for a fraction of the cost. It's $39.99 using my code Kim now at www.fabfitfun.com. It retails for $49.99, but has a value of over $200. It's like my 
favorite thing to see on my doorstep. You guys, check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code KIM so that you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code KIM. You guys, I promise you, you'll love it. But anyways, Halo, I have to tell you guys, is really um, worth it for sure. So I so did far. Halo so far. did yeah. Halo. I'm red as a tomato, <laughs> but it's the inevitable. I go downstairs to meet with Dr. Hochstein, and I'm sitting in his, in his room, and the nurse is, like, taking off my bra. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I feel really weird. And it's really funny because I feel so good with my bra on and, like, the bandages. And right. then when she went to take it off, it's like, I think I'm going to pass out or something. Right. I didn't, but I definitely turned white. Yeah. My red face went to gray, and they brought in ammonia <laughs> and Gatorade, and, and I was totally fine. It was just more or less like the feeling of like... You're going to faint. Yeah, but it, yeah. Was, it was more like the bra coming off right. and like the release of like being so nicely bandaged and tight, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was Well, no, I, I, potentially, you know, and, you know, you're the only one that experienced it, so I can't speak for you, but I think what potentially happened, you know, is, is it's a lot, you know, right? Like there's well, a who lot the of- does laser the day you know after their boobs but i'm flying back to atlanta and i want to go to this one of the best spas in the country right oh of course no and so sorry i I think the later the laser was was two separate things you know it might have increased like body temperature oh i forgot i walked up the four flights to the spa and down the flights the stairs up and down the the surgery less than 24 hours prior uh then having to see your body like that like seeing your body cut and and yeah. like it's it's a lot, you know, like it's anyways, like, I breathed whoa. in a little bit of ammonia, drank a whole Gatorade <laughs> and I was good to go. Dr. Hoxman's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> anyways, he came back in and and all was good. He said everything looks fantastic. Yeah. So he, I was wondering if he needed to see me on Thursday because I was going to spend the night and he's like, no, everything looks great. Everything's healing great. You're good to go. So I went back to the hotel and was really resting and I'm, you know, I'm pretty tired. He does a really good job with pain management um, and kind of just not being like woozy, but being relaxed and yeah. So I went to sleep a little bit and I love, I would say, you know, it's not, would you say it's painful or just kind of, you're just really sore. It's like a really hard workout. Yeah. You're not, it's not painful. I never, you guys, and we'll talk about this real quick. When I did my tummy tuck and my boobs, I, I had a pain pump, I guess you have to stay in Miami, you guys for four days before you can drive home even. And then I don't know what the, I don't know what flying, I think flying's eight days or something like that. We're we're 10, 11 hours uh, drive. So when I did my tummy and my boobs, Croy and my executive producer, Jen Morton, who's so sweet, they drove back together basically so that Croy could stay awake. And, and I had zero pain. My tummy tuck and boob job was like a breeze. My friends that have done this were like, had hospital beds. They were hunched over for six weeks. It was agonizing for them. They would cry in pain. They couldn't even roll over. It was terrible. So I don't know. And I'm going to ask him when we talk to him here in a second. Is it, is it the technique that he does? Is it? So. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. I don't know. I think he. I think he cares too. He's not rushing through anything. He really no, my surgery was a time. lot longer than he anticipated. Yeah. Um, but but like how do, how cool is that? Right, my surgery yeah. was like an hour and a half longer than he thought it was going to be because he had yeah. to do a lot more work internally. He allotted time for that. Like, yeah. that's a doctor that cares. And I'll tell you guys a lot more about how I know that he cares and how he puts the patient first, aside from just my own experiences. Um, he's just, you know, he's just a great doctor. But anyways, I had zero pain. I just was, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This time, it's just, like, uncomfortable and sore. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, like, opening up a car door I can't do. I'm just, like, sore. I just try mm-hmm. to not do very much. Um, but they are so cute. 
Croy showers me. He's had to wash my hair twice. I just try to not do very much. I think that you need to be very careful. Like, yes. you know, you do this procedure. It's not something that you just want to go and jump back into the swing of things in life. You just right. can't. You have to have help. Right. And um, so anyways, I fall asleep. It's Wednesday. We have to catch a flight. And I decide I'm not taking a flight. <laughs> I felt really weird. I almost fainted in the office because I just am a lunatic. I hadn't eaten, eaten either. It was like in yeah. the morning. So I hadn't really eaten. Um which I could afford to miss a meal, but not at that time. And I just say to Corey, I look over at him and I said, babe, do you think we could just drive home? And he's like, I mean, do you want to drive home? I'm like, yeah. He's like, sure. So I pick up my phone and I'm like, <laughs> rent a car, <laughs> rent an SUV or escalator or something uh, near me. And Hertz pops up. Yeah. And so we call Hertz. I'm like, hey, you know, this like 1-800 number. Hey, I need an SUV right now. It's 1130 at night in Miami. Yeah. And they're like, sure. It was like the, it was so meant to be, well, for me and Brielle, because Corey had to drive through the whole night. Yeah. So meant to be. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she said, the car's waiting for you. It's almost to the point where Corey and I are like, is this a crock of shit or not? Like, lady, are you sure there's a car at the airport at Miami right now at midnight that I can go pick up right now? Yeah. I call my assistant, Brandon. I'm like, Brandon, the Escalade that I'm driving, I need to go drop off right now. These guys like, yeah, sure. Put the key in the box. No worries. Like it all was so perfect and worked out so well. I just couldn't imagine. A, I look like an idiot. Like I'm totally hunched over. Right. You're just I'm just tired. I don't like, want to yeah. take pictures with people. I don't want to see people in the airport. So I'm just like, you know what? Please, please, God, let him drive. And he did. So we got in the car and we drove home. And Corey drove straight through. I think you and you guys stopped at Wendy's or something. Yeah, like when we first got on the road with him. Yeah. Twenty minutes getting on the road. I got a little little snack. Fill me up snack. And I stopped. At the at the uh, gas station there and got a five-hour energy and in a full throttle (laughs) and And we were off and running y'all i was comfy as shit i had pillows on my right pillows to my left pillows (laughs) on the back of my head my legs i mean i was happy as could be so i remember waking up at like 9 30 in the morning thinking oh my god he looks really bad he's gonna fall asleep i gave brielle benadryl (laughs) and she's like i'm afraid to take this what if he falls asleep I'm like, bitch, I'm on Volume. Like, you have little faith. Yeah, no. But anyways, we made it home, and you're the sweetest husband in the world. You oh know, they say, God. like, you fall in love with your husband, like, a million times over. And I did this trip. It was really cool, like, a million times over. He was just oh, so sweet so and so sweet. attentive. Thank you. And actually, I sent him that in a text message um, oh, the Christ. other day yeah. at the baseball field. I wasn't able to go to the baseball <laughs> games, obviously. And I sent him a text message. In fact, I'm going to pull up the exact text message that I sent him. Well, um, so so she sent me a picture of Sin, right? And, and Sin has has been following Kim around since we got home. Very intuitive. He's very in tune with with what goes on in her house. He knows when something has changed, when something's different. So he's literally will not leave Kim's side. He's laying by her feet when she stops walking. Wherever right. she sits down, and lays at his feet. It's really precious to see. So she was sending me a couple pictures photos. Yeah, of pictures. Sin. Like Sin's yeah. got his little ball by him, and he's looking yeah. at me so pathetic yep. with uh-huh. this ball. Yeah. I'm in my recliner and he's like in the master on the carpet looking yeah. at me like, oh, what's wrong with my mom? <laughs> so I send Corey these pictures and right. then I write, I fell in love with you all over again a million times this week, right? So he doesn't respond, but he ends up calling me after the game or whatever. Right. And so the night went on and then he's in the kitchen. This is like Saturday night or something. He's in the kitchen and he looks at me and what did you say? You're like, oh my God, you meant me? I thought you meant the dog. And I was like, are you I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I said, your text. I said, the, the one. And she then she instantly knew. It, and I said, I said, I, you thought I was texting you that I could fall in love with the dog a million times over this week? Like, <laughs> oh, my. I God. said, yes. Well, I, I mean, I know you love the dog. And I just thought you're telling me. 
so that was kind of a cute part of the story. But anyways, so here I am. I, you know, I don't really go in the car very much. I haven't attended the baseball games, but everybody's calling me on video. Um, the recovery has been super great. Um, you know, I'm just chill. I do sleep in this recliner, which the recliner here in Georgia is so stupid that we ordered. It's like, I'm, I'm five, eight, five, seven and a half, five, eight. Yeah. I'm not that tall for a girl and it's like seven inches too short. So my (laughs) legs hang off. I'm like super irritated about it. And I'm going to ask Dr. Hockstein, like what position is best to sleep in and when I can actually like lay flat because I need to know like when I can lay flat, buddy. (laughs) But anyways, you guys, so super awesome. You know, they look so good. I think they look like, like cones a little bit right now because that's what they looked like last time. Yeah. But that's, I remember when, when he did them last time, um, I had to see a plastic surgeon here just for like a checkup because I wasn't going to fly back to Miami. And she's like, you are going to love them. But they were like torpedo titties, like cones. And literally I had like the nicest boobs in the world. So they were just big. So obviously they look the same way this time. I'm telling you guys, you can look at all the photos on his website. I'm telling you this from my heart that if you are considering getting your boobs done, this is the only doctor I recommend. I promise you on my life. We'll be right back with House of Kim. You're listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. The master himself. Hi, Dr. Hockstein. Hi, Kim. Great to be here with you. Great, great. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thanks for taking some time to chat with me and and all these people and all these questions. And let's just jump into it. Great. Um, Okay, you guys. So for everybody listening, I kind of wrote down some questions that I have in mind. And I've also taken some questions that you guys had. So the first one is, how long have you been a plastic surgeon? And what made you decide to go into this field? I've been a plastic surgeon now for 23 years. And um, it's a really long time. Uh, I decided to go into plastic surgery because it was the only field in medicine that had to do with quality of life rather than quantity. When I first went to medical school, I had a completely different idea of what medicine was. And I was a little bit turned off by it. It was all about extending life, having people live longer. But none of it was really to do with the quality of the time that you have. And plastic surgery was the one field that did just that. So for me, it was a very natural progression. I was uh, very much attracted to the field. And I'm glad I made the decision. I I know in hindsight, it was definitely the right one for myself. I I am too. For God's sakes, I am too. (laughs) Um, were you taught and trained by somebody in the beginning of your career? And if so, like who or how did you kind of learn all of kind of your techniques and, and what you do? The the person who had the greatest influence on me was Dr. Millard. He was, uh, I think, the greatest plastic surgeon that's ever lived. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but he was just a tremendous plastic surgery mind, the way he thought, the way he processed problems. It was just absolutely incredible. And he was actually specializing in the the face, the head and neck. So it was um, a little bit unusual that I went to something different. But he didn't teach me so much techniques but rather principles and how to think about a problem and think your way through to come up with the best diagnosis. And then once you come came up with the best diagnosis, the best treatment plan. Oh, that's really surprising. Right. Yeah. So I, I would imagine you have to kind of think on your feet once you're in that operating room too, because things can can change, change. In, a, in a second. 
right? Well, absolutely. That one of the things that he taught me uh, to think about was that if things don't go the way you expect them to, to always have a second plan where you can get around the problem to achieve the goal. Right. Never go into a problem with only having one way out. Right. Maybe that's my problem in life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to figure that out. Um, what's funny, though, is that you do do like nose jobs I've seen on your page and it, they, everything, your work is just really good. Is it because you, are you like a, an artist? I feel like you must be a true artist. I mean, I know they call you the boob God and we're going to get into that in a second, but um, you have to be an artist. I feel like in order to, I mean, I, I don't you know. You definitely what, have to have an eye for beauty, I think, and, and what uh, is attractive. Yeah. What, well, what? But I feel like we well, all have maybe have a different idea of what's necessarily maybe attractive. But yet we all agree with your work. Right. That What do you think, Dr. Dr. Is, is there what, trends that you kind of tend to follow or? No, no, there's not. But what you said was was spot on. If you want to be able to achieve beauty, you better be able to recognize it. Right. So yeah. you have to understand the goal that's the first step of anything. Right. If you can't understand the goal, you will never achieve anything worthwhile. Right. Now, goals can be manipulated. Patients can have input in it. And it's my job to understand what the ideal is. And it's my job to have a discussion with each individual patient to tell them what I think and the way I would do it. Now, obviously, if we are completely opposed, obviously, I, I will not do the surgery. So there has to be an understanding. Have, have you said no before? I I see patients every Monday and Wednesday. Those are my office hours. Every single day, there's somebody I say no to. Wow. Uh, for uh, for various reasons, but there has to be a mesh. There has to be at least some common ground to find with a patient as far as what I believe is beautiful. They have to reasonably agree with that for me to do the operation. Right. If they have an idea of beauty that I disagree with, how could I, I wouldn't be qualified to do it even if I wanted to. How could I create what they want if I don't consider that to be an ideal? Right. Yeah, totally makes sense. Oh, and then wow, if they don't really get what cool. they want, then they're right. going to not be happy. I mean, I think women in general can be – we can all be a little crazy, right? No, we, uh, definitely, no. yeah. We can all be a little crazy. <laughs> let's be honest. No, that's never true. <laughs> but, but I definitely – um could see people coming in and it's just like, you know what, this just isn't going to jive. It's just not going to work. I mean, right. at this point, I mean, yeah. you can, yeah. and that's good that he recognizes no, that. No, I and, love and, that. And, yeah. And it's important, uh, in my opinion to, you know, to, to per se pick and choose because it, it's a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. It's going to make everybody unhappy if you move forward with something just, you know, I feel like this field is so competitive. Everybody, when I announced that I wanted to go smaller, the world went bananas, you guys. Like the, my emails, you know, I'll do your boobs, I'll do your boobs. It's like, wait, I didn't say I was going, I was going to the same guy that did my boobs last time. That was, that's not an option. I, the option was a C or a D, folks. And it was so insane how many people wanted, obviously, to do the job, I guess, per se. But I would, I have to be honest, I would look in bed at night at, at websites of, of these people, right. click these links, and I noticed one thing. And, it, and maybe this is why I always believe everything happens for a reason. And maybe this is why this all happened to begin with. But 99% of the people that I've looked at or whatever in the past just take an implant and stick them in the body. Right. Mm -hmm. Where like my boobs were far apart. 
So and they were always far apart. That I hated that about my boobs most of my life. The only time that they weren't that far apart was when I was breastfeeding and they were just gigantic. So you were able to give me like the chest of my dreams. And this is probably why you're called the boob God, but um, the chest of my dreams where they were, you know, just the ideal boobs. Right. Whereas everybody else I felt, and not everybody else, I'm sure there's other people that do a great job as well, but I want the best. Um, you know, they just stick the implant in. So you go in with your boobs just as far apart or, you know, mm-hmm. one nipple going one way or right. whatever the case may right. be. Is it, is it technique? Is it, I, I mean, what, why are you called the boob God? How about, how about we start there? Right. Well, a- absolutely. It's technique because if you take someone's anatomy and you say, I'm going to enlarge it, that's not good enough. You have to learn how to overcome some aspects of anatomy. Now, obviously, there's some things I can't overcome. Right. But I want to be able to overcome things that other people can't or can't even think about or even look at so I can reshape a breast to give it the ideal. And what you said about cleavage is important. The way I do all of my surgeries when it comes to breast is I set the cleavage first and I work out from there. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's good. That's his foundation. The cleavage is his foundation. And you guys can head over to um, his we- his website. I'll give you guys that here in a second um, and look at a gazillion pictures. We all love to do it. So you guys <laughs> can definitely do that. Um, so also, you guys, I wanted to talk to you about the fact that I breastfed with my implants. I get this question all the time. Um, Dr. Hockstein, is it okay for people to breastfeed? Is it what I mean, I did all six of mine with implants. Well, I'm sorry, five they? of mine. Right. After after Brielle, she deflated my boobs that were so cute to like pancake boobs. So I got implants, and then and I got implants back in Connecticut when I was very young, and it, that's when I'm, my boobs were still far apart, and they were like just blown up, far apart kind of nipples facing downward boobs. But I breastfed with those, you know, all the kids um, with that. So can people breastfeed? I mean, absolutely, uh, it's completely safe. This has been something that's been very well studied. Uh, silicone, even if you had a leaking implant, could not get into a, a duct. It's just too large of a molecule to be absorbed. So you are always safe in breastfeeding a child, whether you have implants or not. Blinds Galore is turning 20 this year, and they want to celebrate by giving you guys 50% off everything. Yes, I said 50% off everything. Hurry up and head over to blindsgalore.com before October 3rd to get your next custom window treatments during one of their biggest sales of the year. Blinds Galore was the first place to buy custom window treatments online, and trust me, they know their stuff. These aren't your average window treatments lying boxed up on a shelf somewhere. Everything at Blinds Galore is 100% custom, hand-built from scratch, and created to your exact measurements for a perfect fit and a very professional look. You can customize your window treatment down to every little detail, and in the detail, that's what makes the difference. Blinds Galore has covered over 2 million windows and counting and know exactly how to get you the right blinds or shades at the right price. From start to finish, measuring, picking out the perfect windows, covering, installing, their team of in-house experts will be there to guide you literally every single step of the way, online or over the phone. Free samples, free shipping, and free expertise. Nobody makes it as easy as Blinds Galore. Visit BlindsGalore.com during their big 20th birthday celebration for up to 50% off your next pair of custom blinds or shades and let them know that I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. You guys, his website is um, www.lhockstein, which is H-O-C-H-S-T-E-I-N-M-D.com. 
I know you guys will be searching that like crazy. Okay. So I've had very little pain. I was only on my pain medicine, well, actually very little pain even four years ago. I've already kind yeah. of talked to this, talked to you guys about this, but um, I had very little pain four years ago and this surgery as well. I was on pain medicine, I think for like two and a half days and I took Advil and I've been on nothing for the last two days. So basically pretty pain-free, just a little sore. Is that technique how I, I really need to know this answer about my tummy tuck with you because I've had five friends prior to me have tummy tucks here in Georgia, and they had hospital beds bent over for six weeks. It, they would cry. It was horrific what I witnessed. So I kind of prepared myself for like just that, and it was completely different. Hmm. Um, and my tummy looks better, but that's beside the point. Is it what is it that I know I had a pain pump, I think, for a few days, but is that I mean, the, the tummy tuck obviously is a lot of work. You're in doing muscles work and all this other stuff, but what what would cause somebody so much pain, or what would make my experience way more enjoyable than five, literally five of my friends? Because Croy said maybe the way that they do things now is different because my friend was twelve years ago. We figured, yeah, well, twelve years uh, ago. Well, it would have been twelve years from the time that you got yours. No, so yeah. Oh yeah, it would have been twelve years. So yeah. I said a tummy tuck's a tummy tuck. We still have the scar on you know the whole shit and shebang. Yeah. But is that technique or what is it or pain tolerance i don't think it's pain tolerance because my girlfriend's pretty tough um well i i have to uh, disagree with you i i think part of it is pain tolerance but part <laughs> of it is the pain pump the pain pump in a tummy tuck is crucial and 12 years ago maybe whoever did her operation wasn't using it so i believe it sets the tone for the rest of the recovery i inject anesthetic directly into the muscle during the surgery and then i put the pain pump in and i find that to be the single greatest factor in how my patients recover from the surgery um, i don't think it's anything different that i do and a tummy tuck without a pain pump is a reasonably painful operation i found that after I started using the pain pump, and I've been doing that for, I'd say, over 10 years, the recovery is different. Oh, it's right. like heaven. I drove, we I drove home. Yeah. Um, I took sure. like four yeah. and a half, I think four, yeah, four and a half days yeah. later. How long do people have to stay if they come to you for a mommy makeover? How long are they in Miami before they can fly home? If they're flying, I need them to stay in Miami for a week. If they're driving, of course, they don't. They can drive as soon as they feel up to it because when you're driving, you can stop every 30, 40 minutes, walk around the car, keep the circulation going. When a plane, you don't really have that luxury. So although I allow my patients to leave after a week, they're constantly doing calf exercises while they're on the plane. I have them go up and down the cabin once or twice during the flight as well. Right. I wonder, do you think too, though, I, I feel like, there's different, obviously, every surgeon is different, the way they approach the patient, the way they, you know, uh, their techniques. Could you say a surgeon would have a heavy hand and a light hand and maybe a heavy hand would cause more trauma to the body versus like a lighter hand or a more caring hand that you can be like more of like a more of like a master of your craft versus just kind of going in and being rough and tough and just getting it done Ooh. per se. Absolutely. I mean, I see it all. I see it all the time. I see patients that have breast augmentations that have tummy tucks that are bruised all over. Right. I do a, a breast augmentation. There's never a bruise. Right. Uh, I do a tummy tuck. There's never a bruise. And I see other people who do have that. And it just, uh, uh, I, I got to believe it's just not being as gentle as careful with the tissues. Right. You have to be meticulous when you do the operation. You can't let 
patients have bleeding, you can't be rough, everything has to be done very gently. The tissues that you're preserving have to be cared for because they have to live and they have to make a good scar. Yeah. My yeah. first boob job when I was 19 years old was the most painful thing to date that I've ever experienced in my entire life for about six weeks. I remember sitting in the car. My mom went in to get my medicine. The heat was on because this was in Connecticut. It was so hot. They were like, it was like on 90. I was sweating. I couldn't even leave, lean forward. I cried and cried and cried. My mom called the doctor like, this can't be normal for her to be in this much pain. She's like my tough one, you know. Okay. It was hell, like literally hell. So I guess it is technique. Yeah. And I don't even know why that didn't occur to me right. because I probably blocked it out because right. it was so traumatizing. Well, you're not, I but, mean, unfortunately you're not going to know what the heck's going on in that room, you know? So, well, they say, I just chalked it up to like expanding the muscle or some BS. Right. I was, I, you know, maybe right. like they had to expand the muscle and then I don't even think the implant was under the muscle the whole time. I think they just yeah. stuck it up. I don't know. Regardless, it was traumatizing and thank mm-hmm. God I didn't have that. So how did you become known as the boob God? Kind of where did this come from? Um, it, um, it was um, at a news report. I think it was Fox News. Somebody was doing a story about me. This was a, such a long time ago. And uh, they said that I was referred to in Miami as the boob god. And it kind of stuck from there. So good. now that seems to be my title. Yeah, well, when I said, yeah, I'm going to Miami to, uh, you know, just my neighbors and friends. I said, yeah, I'm going to see the boob god. That's all I would say. And they're like, oh, Dr. Hochstein. <laughs> we would laugh like, oh, okay. I guess it's, it's like really everybody knows right. you as that. So That's not a bad nickname. <laughs> no. No. No, no, I'm not complaining. Right. <laughs> go ahead, Croy. You can go. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, we we've definitely been talking a lot about your approach and, and things like that. And we, you know, I'm just amazed at, at again Kim's recoveries. Uh, this is being the second one with you, and and I feel like from from an outsider looking in that you have really taken uh, a, a patient first approach to your business uh, to be where you are today, and, and and to have built such an impressive patient portfolio. I mean, you have done some of the biggest names. Uh, in history as far as models and, and playmates and things like that. Uh, and I don't feel like you would be in that place if, if you hadn't uh, taken a patient-first approach. Uh, the building that you work out of, you, you built that on your own? I, I think you remember you telling me you built that on your own and, and you own that whole thing, yeah? Yes, that's true. Right. Uh, that's just amazing. And it's also, it's like a, a true certified hospital. You, you could take like a trauma there if you needed to, right? Or if, if say, the city of Miami hospitals were full, they could send somebody to you and you could handle them there? Not exactly. We oh. wouldn't be equipped to do a trauma case. However, oh. it is a true ambulatory surgery center. Most plastic surgeons do what's called office-based surgery where they take a regular right. room and towards an operating room, which is legal, perfectly legal. But right. I want to build the safest place to have plastic surgery. So because it's private, there's nothing else being done other than my cases. So I can ensure the sterility and it is an ambulatory surgery center. You get all the safety, all the benefit with of a hospital without all the infection risk. Right. No, I mean, that's, that's just... That's insane. That's so cool. I know. That's so cool. But uh, really, I mean, you guys, it's... First of all, you can see it from the highway. Yeah. Which so is cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, and we waved I love, on our way out of town. Yeah, we were yeah. like, bye. <laughs> but um, so I know, you know, people have had plastic surgery, you guys, and so you go in and then you, you walk, you know, and you go into this office and you have your kind of surgery there. This is like true blue hospital right setting it's like a hospital you literally go through like hospital doors it's a true blue like hospital setting which i mean people are working out of strip malls and i really can't stress enough to you guys um that that is just not safe nor smart and you're not going to get a good result money like you know at at the end of the day people have died over over choosing 
you know, um, doctors that are not qualified. You guys have to do your research. Being um, board certified is is huge as well. Yep. Um, no, I, I just think again, it's just a, it's an amazing example, and we speak to our listeners a lot about uh, investing in yourself and, and putting time into yourself and putting uh, energy back into yourself, and it's a perfect example of of how you you know you you spent the time you built your business you really cared about the patients you made sure that they were safe uh you know that they had a great experience um highest of all was their safety and and um you know it's just it's all you know it's built the amazing life that you have for you and your family it's just really cool to see but that wouldn't have happened i don't think had you not uh reinvested into yourself and really put the time back in yourself i think a lot of guys they or i shouldn't say guys surgeons or plastic surgeons in the industry are just kind of maybe in it for for the buck or or uh you quick know, the, it's like it's yeah. you know That's, in and out in and maybe, out maybe maybe i'm out. wrong but i, I for you definitely, no we've I met see, some so yeah, you're not wrong i i see just a, a very uh it's a very very cool thing you got going on there Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I, I would be disappointed to hear that, but it has always been my goal to do the best job in the safest environment possible. And that's exactly why I built the center is, is for safety. I could have continued to do office space surgery, certainly fine, but I wanted to guarantee that I did everything I possibly could to ensure the best environment for my patients to have surgery. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, so pr- that's cool. pretty incredible. Yeah. So cool. Pluto TV is a leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV show and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Amazon TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. I know women, we look online, right? That's how we start. We look online at pictures. We Google best tummy tucker, you know, best boob doctor in the world. And we Google all these kind of, you know, these kind of things. And, you know, I can't stress enough either to, to you guys that are listening that it's one thing, you know, you see photos, great. Especially now with Facetune and all this other stuff, that's what's pretty scary right. um, is that... I've had Photoshop, Photoshop Facetune, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do that to their photos, sure. but also meeting with the surgeon, like, you, you know, having to say no to people. Sometimes you just don't jive. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to not jive with you. You're just, you pretty see it. Going. Yeah. You're pretty easy going. You see what you see. It's pretty quick and, and yeah. you're out the door basically. But, right. um, you know, looking online at the photos is one thing, but you have to go, you know, much deeper. It's worth taking the trip to meet the surgeon have the conversation or, or you do do calls um, and FaceTime. Cause when I first did my tummy tuck, we talked on the phone, I guess, four years ago for people yes. that are, that are out of, out of state. Out of state yeah. yeah. So that you guys can go about it that way. Every time I'm at your office, you have like 20 people in the waiting room. Is there a huge waiting list for a new patient? Uh, you would have to talk to Amanda. She does all of the scheduling. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I just know that I come to work and I see my schedule and obviously I see my patients preoperatively, but I actually don't 
know how the schedule is run. I really don't. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's good, though, because that means you're very, very focused on the, on the patient that's in front of you. Well, if Amanda, but, by the way, ever leaves you, it's because I stole her yeah. because she is so helpful, responds to all my but, emails, calms my nerves, answer my crazy questions that I have, and like random thoughts at 11 o'clock at night, she'll respond. Yeah. And she just really puts me and I'm sure everyone else at ease before the procedure because we're all nervous. Regardless, it's nerve-wracking a little bit. We're all nervous. She's fantastic, yeah. by the way. Dr. Hoxine, do you know how many uh, augmentations that you've done, breast augmentations? Do you have a number? Ooh, at this point, it's got to be close to 27,000. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Really? Sure. I, I do a little over 1,500 every year. Wow. Oh, my. Well, congratulations for you, man. That's Thank so you. cool. Thank you. I heard, I don't even know how I heard this, but you were doing like a patient at like 10 p.m. or something one night recently, like in like last week or something like that. that, I, don't oh, that, that I haven't had to do that in a while. I try, you know, when I was younger, I was okay doing that. I prefer not to work that late now. Right. But sometimes schedules, I mean, right. you know. Yeah. You know so, well, you, you don't, the thing about surgery is it can be unpredictable. And I will never finish an operation until I'm 100% satisfied that I've done the best job I possibly possibly can. And sometimes that means that an operation will take a little bit longer than another one. And there certainly have been a couple of times where some operations took a little bit longer to anticipate and I end up working a little bit later. And that's perfectly fine. That's what I was saying in my um – prior to talking to you that it took a little bit longer and that's really cool that you took that extra hour or whatever hour and a half to make it perfect because they're definitely um perfect thank you okay you guys if you guys are coming from out of town you can get you know what i did is i did my blood work here i got my prescriptions filled here um i'm trying to answer everybody's questions here um you or I arrived the day before surgery. You can do basically all of the work from your hometown. You know, like I explained to you guys, I'd had to do the EKG. Does everybody have to do an EKG or is it just us old women? Uh, Florida law says that anybody over the age of uh, 40 has to have an EKG. Oh, my God. Well, I guess I'm 40. <laughs> um, you have done a lot of work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Tell me what made you choose this foundation and how you give back. Well, it's really... My wife and I, we both love animals and we love children. And so it isn't just Make-A-Wish. We also contribute to the Humane Society. And we would have fundraisers at our home, our annual Halloween party. Halloween parties, huge. I need to come to one. I get an invite every year and I've not been able to make it, but I really need to make yes, it. Yes, we do. They're fabulous. You should, really, you should come. And, and so over the years, we've managed to raise over a quarter million dollars for wow. uh, the Make-A-Wish and the Humane Society. No, wow, that's that's so fantastic. Cool. I always read the – you see some plaques kind of throughout in the office. office. Yeah, there's, in your office. Corey pays attention to like all yeah. the weirdest things. Like, yeah. like why don't you just look at like all the hot chicks on the walls? Instead, he's like reading Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, this is really cool, Kim. Yeah, that's making me better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you have a time in mind that you would like to retire, and do you hope that your beautiful son, Logan, would take over someday? I, I don't really have any time frame from retirement. I really – love what I do. Retirement is not even something I remotely think about. As far as Logan, I I really just want him to find what he enjoys. The fact is, because I was so old when I, I had him, I likely will be retired by the time he's the age where he makes that decision. So there's not really going to be any major um, I guess, transition for him. So I just want him to f- pick what he wants. Hopefully, whatever he decides he wants to be, he'll be as happy doing it as I am doing what I do. Right. We, we, uh, 
that's really cool, and I like that that mindset. I get asked that question Great. sometimes too yeah. about you know how are you going to make your sons play football and this and that and i just said you know it's it's up to them. first of all he won't let him play football let's just be clear right. that's a whole other that's a whole other story but, but uh, he won't allow that to happen uh, story i don't disagree I, I don't think that uh uh logan will be football either right yeah um but you know we've we've really you know we, we speak to our listeners uh, a lot about do it you got to find what it is that you love and, and and chase that passion versus just doing a job for the money or, or, or for whatever, just because you're not going to find true success, true happiness, true growth if you're not doing what you love. Um, and it's the, money yeah. the money will it come. The money will come. I tell everybody, the money in. will come. If right. you do what you love, yep. it'll all yep. work out in the end. Yep. It really does. It's enjoyable. When I sat down to do this first podcast, I was with Podcast One for two years. This podcast was on the table, and I just had so many things going on, and I finally sat down and started the podcast I don't know now it's been, I don't know, 12, 13 episodes. And when Mm. I sat down, I was two minutes in and I just, I felt like this huge, just wave of energy go over my body. Like, this is so cool. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And Mm. we made it number one in the world out of all podcasts. It was, it's every week we do so well every week, but I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I've spent so much time just kind of researching on how to, you know, spirituality and how to have the best life and live the best life and find the perfect boobs, everything applies, you know, at the end of the day, like I want the perfect surgeon and you came into my life four years ago. And, but I feel like, you know, I ask for what I want and I'm, I believe that I'll get it and I receive and something yeah. to me as serious as my boobs and my body, you know, that's your prime. I mean, I, I met right. you, I looked you wanna, at a million other people. In good hands, yeah. You want to sure. put yourself in good hands, you know, but anyways, um, any other questions, my love that you have? Um, no, any any crazy funny stories that you can share oh, without yeah. spilling the beans? Boy, Cray is so I, funny. I, I love stories. I, I you know, I, I think it's so interesting with what people experience and and. Well, I'm he sure. tells people no, which right. which is that's great. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, do you tell people no, or do you have somebody else tell them no? Do you just say? Ooh. Wow, um, it, it it's it's usually me because. Ultimately, it's my decision, and I have to not only make the decision, but I have to explain myself. Right. And uh, sometimes I don't feel I'm qualified to do the operation. Sometimes I feel the the patient's goals of the surgery are not really realistic with what's likely to happen. And I would never want to do an operation where somebody had an expectation that I knew I wouldn't be able to meet. Um, and sometimes, and this is very, very rare, very rare, I, I feel like a patient is not emotionally stable enough to have an operation. It could be there's a lot of turmoil in their life. It, it could be one of several things going on, that, but you have to be mentally ready and prepared to have an operation. Right. I, I definitely understand that and could see um, where if you're not emotional. Some people think plastic surgery is going to change your life give you the best life ever. It's not, it's really for me, I did it for me. You know, I breastfed all these babies. I had six children, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to feel better. I had that hernia that you fixed. I, you know, I just, I wanted to feel better for me. I didn't, I loved me before the tummy tuck in my boobs basically. So it's not, it just enhanced my life. Plastic surgery is not the answer that's going to, you have to be whole, I feel like, in your heart, especially to have a a procedure. Otherwise, you're never going to be happy. And I guess that's a question I have for you is there are people that just constantly are doing things to 
enhance themselves, and but it's never enough. Like they just continue to go and go and go. When you see somebody that's had copious surgeries, is it not a red flag to you to say, you know, like I don't even know if I can make this girl happy, like or boy or whatever? Of course, it's a huge red flag. Yeah, a huge yeah. red flag. And and by the way, multiple operations make it harder to achieve the ideal result because then you've got other factors coming into play, blood supply, scar tissue. You're not able to do the things you could safely do on virginal territory. So it makes a tremendous difference. Right. So it's definitely important to go to the right person the first time so that you're not having to correct and and fix. Absolutely. The the first time is always the best time to get the best result. Right. You're it's an again, you're investing in yourself. Right. Do your homework. Right. I've already told you guys my thoughts. So um on but all it, of this. And like but, you said, it's 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 the icing on the cake. If the cake's f-ed up, right, and, and the, the foundation of whatever it is that you're icing is messed mm-hmm. up, no matter how much icing you put on it, it's still gonna be messed up. Well, that's absolutely true, of course, that you have to have the right foundation, and that's where consultations come into play. So you have to understand what the goals are. You have to understand what is achievable, and you have to make sure that you and the patient are on the same page as far as what the plan is. With my tummy tuck, you guys, and my boobs, my boobs, let's just not even, they were just, forget it. They were way south. But my belly, I I let I'm, I was the same size, a little smaller. You tightened up my sides and gave me that you know little six pack look or whatever that I love so much. But I, my weight didn't change. You know, people always say, "Well, she's had a tummy tuck." Well, she's had a tummy tuck. Yes, a tummy tuck tightened up all of my skin. I had the hernia, tightened up my muscles, but it didn't make me skinny. Like people just seem to think that I went in there, you know, and you just made me skinny. And it's like, no, it's not really how it is. I mean, obviously a lot of my body, I explained to people is genetics. My mom's very tiny, but you know, I didn't go in there and come out skinny. That's not the answer. You know, that's absolutely not true. You have to do your part as a surgeon. My part is relatively limited. And if you don't do the things necessary to create the ideal after and even before care, it's not going to be the the best result. No two patients are going to have a similar experience. You have to do your part. You have to do your work, put in your effort to get the best result possible. And I love, I just want to chime in, I know that you're not upstairs in the in the Hochstein Med Spa, um, but I love the fact that we got, that I got Croy as well, but the, the IVs before the surgery, I think that's really, really cool. I think it's helped me. Like, I literally feel great. I'm a little sore, but I literally feel great. And I really attribute, obviously, you, but I feel like the IVs as well. Yeah, it's all, it all I agree. Out. I absolutely agree. I'm absolutely thrilled that I'm able to offer it because it really wasn't something that was around before. And now we could do it in one stop. You come in for your pre-op, you get the IV. And then when you come in for a post-op check, you get your post-surgery ID. It's made a tremendous difference. I mean, anybody that gets them will tell you it just makes you feel much better and helps the recovery. I was like Superwoman. I looked at Croy at 1130, I think, of Wednesday night. And I was like, babe, you want to drive home? He's like, Kim, like. Is this pain medicine talking or is this Kim talking? And I was like, no, I think let's let's just go home. So I called up Hertz and I was like, hey, do you have like a Escalade I could rent? And they're like, yeah, sure. It's 24 hour pickup. I'm like, this has got to be a joke. There's no this. It worked out so seamlessly, uh, except for Croy. He had to drive the whole night. Right. But um, I definitely feel like the IVs definitely helped. 
Okay, Dr. Hockstein, thanks so much for your time. I adore you. I'll definitely be back. I'm obsessed with Halo, my skin. Thank I've you. tried all sorts of lasers. You probably are like, is this lady's crazy with the laser, but Halo is amazing. I mean, I've tried Fraxel. I've tried all these other lasers. So I know Lisa, I mean, she kept saying, come try, try, try the yeah. Halo, try the yeah. Halo, try the Halo. Yeah. And I finally did it, and Brielle and I are like, we're in love. So I'll definitely be back for that and then to check in with you as well. It's good. Thank you very much. Thank you to you and Croy. I really enjoyed this. Okay, you guys. How cool was that? How personable is Dr. Hochstein? Oh, he's amazing. I, I mean, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, every time I'm in the office, he just, he's got a smile. He comes in. He just, you know, how are you? What can I help you with? You know, he answers every single question. You literally could stand in his office. I don't know how he does it. How, how, I don't know how he does it either. He has a gazillion rooms right. that women are in. I mean, <laughs> literally, and he goes from one to the next to the next. But he never, you never feel rushed. You never, never. feel like you, that he's trying to get out of the room or. You don't feel, so listen, ladies, let's be real. When he's like, okay, well, like take off the gown, basically. It's like, oh, f- but he doesn't make you feel that way at all. It's like oh it's gosh, you're a, no. you're just a canvas that he knows how to work on, basically. Right. You know, yeah. um, such a nice guy. I'm telling you, ladies, I've gotten so many emails since he did my tummy tuck and my boobs four years ago from all the people that heard that he did my surgery and they have thanked us. I, I can't even tell you. I mean, so many people. Right. Um, I mean it when I talk to you about just my boobs and my stomach. I've never felt better in my life. So it's an you know it's an investment. He's the best, um, easy to talk to. You can schedule um, with the office a FaceTime call so that you could address your concerns. Again, you know, I go back to plastic surgery is not going to, you know, um, be the answer for all. Some people are totally, you know, opposed to it. I want to live my best life, feel my best. My back was hurting a little bit with the bigger boobs. And back then when he did my boobs and my tummy, the twins were only nine months old, but I had to fix my hernia. So I still feel like I had some extra breast tissue um, from breastfeeding. So anyways, I'm super happy now, you guys, and I can't wait to show you. Um, but really nice guy. I wanted to show you guys, you know, um, just kind of he's a surgeon, a very well-known surgeon, very successful a master surgeon. Of his craft, 23 years. I mean, he's, he's 27,000 boob jobs. That is a lot of boobs. That is a lot of practice. Are you jealous? That is a lot of work. Are you jealous? No, because. No, because when you're seeing boobs like that, I, in my opinion, I, you know, I think I feel like it would become like mechanical. Boobs would no longer be like boobs, you know, they just would be like boobs. You know, it, I think it takes the fun out of them. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure I'm he sure still he's... likes Lisa's boobs. <laughs> she's, oh, I'm sure. she's pretty hot. I mean, right. his wife, oh. you guys, is pretty damn I wonder, hot. I, I, wonder if he, I wonder if he's ever operated on Lisa. That'd be a funny question. Uh, I think he did do her boobs. I don't think if I was a surgeon, I don't think I could do that. I, I feel like the emotional attachment to somebody would totally change the dynamic of what was actually happening in the operating room. You know, like it'd be like, oh my God, I can't mess up or like, uh, you know, I just feel like that'd be weird, but just, you know, so cool to be, or to be able to see a little glimpse into, um, a surgeon's mind, you know, like people think, you know, he just walk in and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, out the door you go. But it's definitely not like that. You know, there's there's a lot of work that goes into, uh, you know, performing plastic surgery on somebody and, and sutures and, and, you know, the eye for beauty and what goes here and what goes there. And he said having a backup plan. You know, you can get into somebody's chest and maybe, you you know, maybe they weren't honest in their pre-op or they said they hadn't had surgery and then you see scar tissue inside there, you know, something nuts and, 
you know, who knows? He said, so like you said, you got to have a backup plan. You can't take them out of anesthesia and be like, Hey, whoops, couldn't do anything for you. You know, like, I mean, I didn't even think about that. Right. You know, like, uh, maybe you get in there and this lady's like missing 25 ribs and you can't put an implant in there. Something, you know, who knows, but, uh, he's a master of his craft, but what's really cool is that all of his work, I really think is incredible. I've seen nose jobs on his page. I've seen facelifts. I've seen, you know, he's known for mommy makeovers and boobs and that sort of thing, but he does everything very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I think too, you know, again, Kim and I always talk about this, you know, he is a, is a very, very great example of somebody who followed the emotional. So he was trained by a doctor that did more facial plastic surgery and he ends up going in a completely different direction and doing, you know, boobs and tummies and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, but the, the surgeon who he was trained by was a, was just a master surgeon, right? His techniques, his philosophies, his problem solving ability. Um, so, so Dr. Hochstein attracted him for the purpose of learning, you know, a, a great ability to solve problems and see the canvas and, and, really work on it, you know? And so we talk a lot of time, you know, we, we talk a, a lot about how you have to invest in yourself, how you have to follow, you know, the emotional compass inside you and, and chase what makes you happy and passionate and excited about life. And he's done that. And, and that's, I at. think he's at how he's, he's able to come in, you know, to work on Mondays and Wednesdays is when he sees his patients Mm -hmm. and he has, you know, 10 rooms. I don't know exactly how many rooms, but a lot. And every single room is full and there's 20 people in the waiting room and he smiles at everybody and he gives everybody his time and answers. I mean, I have a million questions, you guys like, wait, what about this? What do you think about this? Do you think, should I really go small? He's like, you know, and he literally, I mean, I didn't, like you said, felt rushed in any way, shape or form. He doesn't bring a big entourage in the room with him, which is also weird and awkward. (laughs) It's just very professional. Um, He's helped 27,000 lives. Not too many people can say that. That's so amazing. 27,000. I just wanted individually and met every single one of them. But you guys see his energy too. So that's what I was saying to him on the phone. He might think I'm a weirdo. No, he's got to be pretty spiritual because he kind of followed his path. I think he understands what it takes to, to, be successful and, and, you know, again, it's, it's following, listening to your heart, you know, and following your gut right. and following your intuition and saying, right. you know, look, this makes me happy. This makes me excited. I'm going to, I'm going to put my time, effort, energy, and really do. This and when I asked him right about way. retiring, you guys, he's pretty, he's very young. I just was wondering, like, I yeah, mean, if he had he's any. been so successful. He could have probably retired 10 years ago, <laughs> um, but he loves it so much and right. he has no retirement. It's not even so, work to him. Yeah. Know? It's just not work. It's yeah. like fun. And every, yeah. here's the thing that's really cool about his job is that every day it's different. Yep. But what is also really cool is that he's not afraid to say no. And yep. that's why he has been so successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so happy that he took the time. He's so busy yeah. to sit here and talk to all of you guys. I treat. hope he helped a lot of you women and answered a lot of your questions um, because I didn't have anybody that helped me, mm-hmm. you know, with all the questions that I had. I didn't have somebody, you know, saying do this or go see this or go see that. I literally, when I found out I was having twins, I thought I'm f-ed. I'm going to get stretch marks, which thank God I didn't get. I'm just, my body's never going to be the same. I had a baby in 11, I had a baby in 12, and I had two in 13. So I thought I was toast. So I immediately started searching mommy makeovers. This is no joke, you guys. It may sound selfish, but I'm being real. And I found Dr. Hochstein. I found a lot of other people too. 
but I kept going back to his page over and over and over. And I mean, after about a week, I think, or two of just looking at this stuff, I said, oh, as soon as I'm done having these babies, we're done. And I mean, twins will make you say that. Um, and I'm going to Dr. Hoxton in Miami and Cry's like, sure, whatever you want. And we literally planned it to where I did the surgery in June, June, right? I think it was June, yeah. June 9th or June 6th, That's something like that. It was on season four, three. Yes. Three. You guys can watch the recovery three. and everything on yeah. season three of don't be tardy. Yep. Um, but the surgery was booked and planned and I was ready to go. Um, I cried right before I walked in. I got really nervous and I think that's very normal. Oh, and course. his staff is so incredible. And so you don't, they don't make you feel like a lunatic, you know, like, right. so I, so I chose to get my boobs done, but I'm going to stand here and cry like a dumbass. <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> but they, they're, they totally get it. It's just nerve wracking. Um, anyways, it's the best thing I did for myself. Yeah. Um, you get, again, you got to invest in yourself. If, if, if you're not happy with something and, and somebody can help you fix that or, or change that icing or, you know, and you whatever. know what, they have a lot of programs to finance. I know this sounds crazy. It's like care right. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can talk to his office. Right. It's him and every other surgeon in the world and, yep. and wherever else, but you know, it's an investment in yourself. People, you know, I, um, I definitely believe in investing in yourself. So you can make it like another, uh, like another bill per right. se, right. you know, like you pay your electric bill or your right. plumbing. So you bill pay, you know, if you say you have a $5,000, whatever, I don't know, some job done, yeah. you pay a percentage, you know, yeah. every that's in fact, yeah. that's exactly but how I paid for my boobs when I was 19. Actually, I just remembered. Oh my God. They were way, uh, more expensive then right. in Connecticut, right. but I did the program. Right. I saved up. I saved, oh, it was like $75 a month or something so yeah. low, but I saved up, I saved up money and, um, had a, like a down payment. And, yeah. I had a down payment. Right. I had my graduation money from uh, high school There you go. and then I had to get like another $1,500. So I go. did like the care. Right. I don't know what, I don't know why I keep saying care. It might not even be that, yeah. but anyways, whatever I had, I needed $1,500. My right. parents were like, you want tits get them on your own. We're not giving you a dime. Right. So I, I financed the 1500. There you go. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. There's always a, you know, if there's a, what do they say? There's, there's a, a will, way. there's a way. There you go. Will, there's a way. We are on Friday going to do our positive segment. Um, I wanted Dr. Hawksline to have the floor, baby, because right. I'm so excited about my boobs. Um, on Friday, we'll do our positive segment. We'll yep. also do fan interaction. You guys can call. 323-213-8100. 323-213-8100. I don't feel like you're as catchy as me. Like, as far oh. as like, yeah, like your tone's not like. Three two three. <laughs> okay. Three two three two one three eighty one hundred. Oh man! Ooh, did you like that? No. Anyways, you guys, seriously, three two three two one three eighty one hundred. Feel free to ask me any plastic surgery questions that you want. Leave a message. Leave a comment. Yeah. Ask a question, and we'll be playing we your calls on Friday. We have hundreds of voicemails, you yeah. guys, um, and we play through them, and we will play off through them. Um, so leave us a message. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of boob questions. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do that on Friday for you guys extra. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's house of Kim. We love you guys. And again, thank you, Dr. Hochstein for your time. Thanks for listening to house of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday, exclusively on podcast one.com, the podcast one app and subscribe on Apple podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.